Hello friends, my name is Zachary Stockhill from RetroactiveJealousy.com and I have a very audacious video for you today. In today's video, I'm going to attempt to share what I believe to be one of the secrets of life that will help you overcome retroactive jealousy, will help you overcome unwanted, painful, intrusive thoughts about your partner's past, and in general, will just help you enjoy your life a whole lot more. So recently, I was reviewing some of the recent videos on my YouTube channel. And then that led me down another rabbit hole of going through some of my older videos as well. And the main reason I was doing this is because I want to get better. I'm still a relatively new YouTuber in some senses. I'm at least new at, you know, doing sort of off-the-cuff in-person videos like this. And I want to get better. I want to put out better content. I want to grow my audience. And I want to become a better public speaker in general. So I was reviewing my old videos. And several trends emerged, but one trend emerged that inspired me to create this video that you're watching right now. And what I noticed going through my older videos is that I use the word work quite a bit. Now, this wasn't a surprise because the whole idea of putting in the work to overcome retroactive jealousy, to have a better relationship, to power through a breakup, you know, to become a better version of ourselves, et cetera, et cetera. This is a word that is very meaningful to me. And it's a word I use often. I often sign off my emails to coaching clients and students, you know, put in the work and good things will come. I really believe in the idea of hard work. I'm a big fan of hard work. I've experienced the benefits of hard work in my personal life as well as my professional life. And, you know, this word is, is very important to me, this word work. That said, there's a real danger that I use the word too much. <laughs> and maybe you agree if you've been watching the videos on my channel for a while. And thinking about this, thinking about this whole idea of work and putting in the work and do the work and et cetera, et cetera, got me thinking about another idea that I haven't spent as much time talking about on this channel that I think could be useful for anyone struggling with retroactive jealousy, anyone struggling with painful, unwanted, intrusive thoughts about their partner's past, anyone struggling with obsessive curiosity about their partner's past. And this is an idea that really took me until I was probably in my early 20s to learn. But once I really learned and internalized and understood this idea, it changed my entire life. So, a little bit of a backstory. I have done two, yes, two 10-day meditation retreats um, called Vipassana retreats. I'm sure many of you watching this will have some familiarity with Vipassana meditation. And the particular type of meditation or Vipassana meditation that I was practicing and that I still use to this day is a non-sectarian uh, type of meditation. It's not linked with any temple or church or spiritual teacher even. It's uh, really one of the oldest forms of meditation. And there are centers all around the world that put on this kind of 10-day intensive meditation retreat. And the first one I did was in the mountains of Northern India when I was 20, yes, 21. Changed my life, it really did. The second one I did in the state of Oregon in 2012, I think. And I got enormous benefits out of both of those 10-day retreats. And by the way, at these retreats, the whole idea of them is you're basically living like a monk for 10 days. You wake up, I think it's around 3.30 or 4 in the morning. You're meditating virtually all day. You don't speak to anyone for, I believe, nine days. You don't make eye contact with the other people in the retreat. It's pretty full on. There's no books. There's no reading materials. There's no smartphones. There's no computers. There's no internet. There's no television. <laughs> it's very, very, very intense. And they really did change my entire life. And the reason I'm sharing this with you is because 
my first experience at one of these 10-day meditation retreats really offered me an insight into something that I'd never really considered before. But once I understood it, it really changed everything. So in the meditation hall on, I think, day one or day two of my first meditation retreat, you're in this enormous meditation hall with dozens and dozens of other people from around the world, dozens of foreigners mainly, when I was in India doing this first retreat. And probably within an hour or two, maybe three hours of beginning meditation that day, that very first day, I could hear crying behind me. And then a few minutes later, I heard someone else crying, you know, a few rows over that way. And then 10 or 15 minutes later, I heard crying to the left of me as well. This went on and on. And all of a sudden, many people in the hall were crying. We're like, I mean, really crying, full tears. And they were trying to be quiet about it. But you could really hear that a lot of people in the hall were having a very, very intense experience. And a lot of these people were visibly emotional and having a very intense emotional experience pretty early on in their meditation journeys. And I thought about it, why these people were having this experience, because I didn't find myself particularly emotional that day. And what I realized was the people around me in the meditation hall who were crying were doctors, lawyers, accountants, teachers, people from every walk of life in the Western world. And it occurred to me that I think the reason these people were crying, and some of them confirmed it to me later on when we were allowed to discuss our experiences and talk, the reason they were crying was because they'd never in their entire lives taken a moment to simply be, to simply sit, not distracting themselves with reading material or television or their smartphone or a computer or talking to someone or their work or dealing with their kids, on and on and on and on. Many of these people had gone their entire lives, we're talking 30, 40, 50 years, and they'd never ever taken a moment to consciously pause. It wasn't even about the meditation per se, because again, this was day one, very, very early on in this experience. You know, it's not like we'd really, any of us really had become truly good, good in quotation marks, good meditators by this point. But so many of them had never really just paused and taken a moment in their entire lives. Their minds had been going nonstop for again, 30, 40, 50 years. Maybe they didn't have the interest, maybe they felt like they didn't have the time, but whatever the reason, They'd never taken a moment to learn some techniques that would help them deal with their thoughts. They'd never even learned some techniques that would simply still their minds for a few moments, once a day or something like that. They'd been going nonstop for decades. And what many of these people discovered in these moments when they were becoming emotional in the meditation hall, they weren't crying tears of sadness. They were crying tears of joy. Now, why would they be crying tears of joy? You're in some chilly meditation hall, eating a very Spartan diet, sleeping on basically, you know, rock hard beds at night, waking up at 3.30 in the morning, you're cold, you know, you don't really feel like meditating most of the time. Why would these people be crying tears of joy? Because they discovered in that moment, in those moments, and this took me a little longer to discover, but eventually I got there as well. They discovered that happiness isn't hard work. Now, when I say happiness isn't hard work, I do not mean to 
you know, downplay the struggles that so many of us face, whether it's relating to depression or anxiety or grief or trauma or post-traumatic stress disorder or anxiety or, you know, any number of real emotional problems. For some of you watching this video, maybe it's retroactive jealousy or obsessive jealousy that you're struggling with. When I say happiness isn't hard work, I don't mean to, you know, belittle or downplay those struggles. But what I mean is, when we cultivate the ability to simply pause and still our minds and allow our minds to simply breathe and rest for a moment without the constant noise in our heads, without constant thoughts and curiosity and wondering about this and thinking about what we're going to do later tonight and thinking about our lunch and thinking about that fight we have with our partner and all the constant noise that's in our heads so often. When we finally cultivate the ability to simply pause and let our minds rest, there's this incredible sense of joy that naturally bubbles up to the surface. It's not the result of taking a drug. It's not the result of trying to conjure this sense of joy. I promise you it's not because I've had this experience, thankfully, ever since I really got into meditation around maybe 10 or 15 years ago. I don't exactly know when, but it's a natural phenomenon. You'll find it just kind of naturally bubble up to the surface when you get any degree of competence in simply stilling your mind and taking a moment and being able to still your thoughts and simply letting the mind rest. There's this natural sense of incredible joy and hope and happiness that naturally arises to the surface when we're not thinking about the past, when we're not thinking about the future. And again, I want to, you know, to help paint the picture here, you're in this Spartan meditation hall, sitting on kind of an uncomfortable cushion, and your, your legs are cramped, and it's cold, and you're wondering what the hell you're doing here. <laughs> you know, you miss your partner, and you can't look at your phone, and all these things. And all of a sudden, you encounter this incredible sense of happiness out of nowhere. What causes this? What causes this is the real recognition, the realization on a deep level, that happiness isn't hard work. You know, overcoming retroactive jealousy, for example, involves work, as you well know if you've been watching the videos on this channel for a while. But happiness, joy, whether it's simply taking a moment, you know, in little moments in life, is not hard work. And this is, I believe, one of the secrets to living a good life. Whatever problems you're experiencing, whatever struggles you're facing, whatever trauma you've experienced in your life, simply cultivating the idea Simply cultivating the ability to pause and appreciate the present moment will change your life. You'll discover that you might not need to put in some of the work that you had in mind. You'll discover that maybe all of your problems don't necessarily require solving in that moment because you're cultivating the ability to simply breathe and let your mind rest and return to what I believe is its natural state, which is a state of joy. So if you're struggling with retroactive jealousy, obsessive jealousy, or really you're struggling with any other problem in your life, continue putting in the work, continue, you know, committing to the path, whichever path that you've found, which is really helping you with your recovery, with your ability to deal with this problem. But at the same time, give yourself those moments when you can kind of put the problem on the back burner for a while. And you can learn a technique, you can you know, find all kinds of meditation information either on this channel or other channels or in my online courses or books or whatever. I'd encourage you to find some technique or school or practice that you like. 
Find some kind of mindfulness or meditation practice and simply give yourself some breaks once in a while. Give yourself those moments when you can pause for five or 10 minutes even every day and simply breathe, let your mind rest, let your thoughts rest. Don't think about the past, don't worry about the future. Simply be and I guarantee you'll experience a level of happiness, joy that isn't hard work and that maybe you've been neglecting in your life up to this point. So that's all for now. I could go on and on about meditation and mindfulness and all these things, and I do <laughs> in my online courses and books. If you're interested in joining me in one of my online programs, please click a link beneath this video where you can find all the details. You can find out all about it. Thanks for listening to the Zachary Stockhill podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to subscribe and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or your podcast app of choice. To learn more about my work on jealousy, relationships, and more, please check out my YouTube channel at Zachary Stockhill. For information about my online courses, books, and coaching service, please visit my website at retroactivejealousy.com.